Good morning. This is Jim Keeney, an attorney here with the Labor and Employment Team at Sandberg Phoenix. For today's episode of our Labor and Employment podcast series, I'm going to briefly discuss some very big developments on the vaccine mandate front. Word is spreading fast, so as many employers likely know by now, the Supreme Court, in a pair of decisions issued yesterday, finally weighed in on two major vaccine mandates recently issued by the federal government the OSHA workplace vaccine mandate and the CMS healthcare vaccine mandate. Yesterday, we posted two blog articles on these decisions to provide an overview of the reasoning behind the court's decisions. So take a look at those for some highlights from the opinions. On today's episode, I'll briefly recap the outcomes of these decisions and then offer a guess as to what this all means going forward and, in particular, what this may mean for the federal contractor vaccine mandate, which has not yet made its way up to the Supreme Court. First, the OSHA decision. In what appears to have been a 6-3 to three vote, the Supreme Court shot down the vaccine mandate. In short, the court did so because it found that Congress did not give OSHA the authority to do so. The court reasoned, in part, that issuing a vaccine mandate like this was an exercise of power of vast economic and political significance. And when such a power is exercised, Congress must clearly say an agency can do so. But here, in the court's view, because COVID-19 is not just an occupational hazard, but rather a hazard of daily life for everyone, issuing a vaccine mandate went beyond OSHA's power and authority with OSHA's authority being understood as the regulation of occupational hazards. Now, that was the OSHA decision in a nutshell. So let's turn to the healthcare vaccine opinion. In this five to four decision, the Supreme Court reached the opposite conclusion as it pertained to the challenger's claim that CMS had exceeded its authority in issuing its vaccine mandate. Now, the majority of the court affirmed that CMS did have the authority to issue the mandate because, in the court's view, the relevant law was clear enough in saying that this is something CMS could do. In reaching this conclusion, the court noted that the law expressly allows CMS to, quote, impose conditions on the receipt of Medicaid and Medicare funds that the Secretary of Health and Human Services fines necessary in the interest of the health and safety of individuals who are furnished services, unquote. The court added that regulations of CMS specifically speak to the duty and authority to implement measures to protect against infectious diseases. In light of this law and these rules, the court emphasized the uniqueness of the medical profession and medical facilities, as well as the prevalence of other vaccine requirements in healthcare in the past, to ultimately conclude that the mandate was authorized. Now, one may fairly wonder at this point how specific or clear does Congress or one of its laws need to be in speaking to an agency's authority to do something? Well, not to be flipped, but it's not always so clear. For example, one could observe and argue that the language from the statute I just quoted above about imposing conditions on the receipt of federal funds does not say anything explicitly, at least, about authority to issue vaccine mandates. And one could also add to that counter that the CMS regulation 
that authorizes measures to protect against infection diseases is, as a technical matter, neither a statement from Congress, much less one about the scope of CMS's authority, nor is it a specific statement that vaccines may be mandated. As noted, the CMS decision was a closer call in the court's view. It was decided five to four and accompanied by two separate dissents, both of which were approved by the same four judges and made similar counterpoints like those I just noted. And for these types of reasons, those four dissenting judges concluded Congress was likely not specific enough on this issue and therefore CMS was likely not authorized to do so. So stepping back, I think the first general takeaway from these two decisions is that statutory language or what Congress says matters first and foremost to the court, but context can also be very important. It seems the swing vote in the CMS decision was swayed based on the specific context of the co connection between vaccine mandates as a healthcare related measure in the healthcare law. But even with that said, one could point out that both OSHA law and CMS law explicitly state that they address health and safety. However, as I read it, the court seemed to suggest that the care aspect of the healthcare field tipped the balance. In this regard, the court stated, quote, after all, ensuring that providers take steps to avoid transmitting a dangerous virus to their patients is consistent with the fundamental principle of the medical profession. First, do no harm. It would be the very opposite of efficient and effective administration for a facility that is supposed to make people well to make them sick with COVID-19, unquote. Needless to say, the court's decisions speak for themselves, so check them out yourself if you're interested in seeing exactly how the court got from point A to point B on these issues. Now, I want to briefly end by commenting on what this all may mean for the last elephant in the room, the federal contractor vaccine mandate. Personally, given the Supreme Court's decisions yesterday and how they shook out in terms of votes, I would guess that the court if and when it hears a challenge to the federal contractor mandate, will block its enforcement. But that's just my guess. But here are my thoughts as to why. In terms of the big picture, the focus of the federal procurement statute that will be at issue with the federal contractor vaccine mandate really has little to do with safety at all, unlike the OSHA or CMS laws, which at least on their face, address health and safety. So that appears to be the biggest threshold issue for the federal contractor vaccine mandate as I see it. In other words, if OSHA's fairly broad workplace safety mission and authority did not suffice to authorize a vaccine mandate, it seems hard to imagine the court concluding that agencies responsible primarily for handling federal contracts could wade into these waters of public health and safety and be authorized to issue vaccine mandates that have vast economic consequences. After all, the purpose of the federal contracting law is, first and foremost on paper, to guarantee an efficient and economical system for federal contracts, not necessarily the regulation of workplace safety or public health. And I think an additional interesting thing to note is that the Georgia federal court that blocked the federal contractor mandate nationwide actually indicated a belief that the healthcare vaccine mandate was authorized, which, as I just discussed, 
turned out to be exactly what the Supreme Court ruled yesterday. And currently, an appeal of that Georgia court's decision is being heard by the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, which notably has denied the federal government's request to lift the nationwide injunction entered against the mandate during the pendency of the appeal. And oral argument and briefing, I believe, in that 11th Circuit appeal should be taking place later this month and into February. So stay tuned there. Nonetheless, as a technical matter, it may not be so cut and dry for the federal contractor vaccine mandate. On the other hand, one could note that the federal procurement system and the legal and regulatory framework of it are very complex and unique. In addition, in the CMS decision, the Supreme Court did reference vaccine mandates as serving the interest of efficiency in healthcare facilities. So perhaps reading between the lines, I could see someone latching onto this language and arguing the same point, or at least trying to. That is, requiring vaccine mandates in federal contracts might be seen or argued as serving the efficiency of federal contract management, whether it be uniformity of contract provisions or ensuring timely performance of contracts and avoiding a sick workforce. But as always, at the end of the day, only time will tell the fate of the federal contractor vaccine mandate. But if I had to bet, and I won't, I think it is likely that it will come to the same end as the OSHA mandate and ultimately be blocked by the Supreme Court for similar authority-based reasons. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. And don't hesitate to reach out to a member of our labor and employment team here at Sandberg Phoenix for any assistance we can provide. Thank you.